Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Now we'll hear Job's response to the words of Eliphaz the Temanite. Job chapter 6. Then Job replied, If only my anguish could be weighed and all of my misery placed on the scales, it would surely outweigh the sands of the seas. No wonder my words have been impetuous. The arrows of the Almighty are in me. My spirit drinks in their poison. God's terrors are marshaled against me. Does a wild donkey bray when it has grass, or an ox bellow when it has fodder? Is tasteless food eaten without salt, or is there flavor in the sap of a mallow? I refuse to touch it. Such food makes me ill. Oh, that I might have my request, that God would grant what I hope for that God would be willing to crush me, to let loose his hand and cut off my life. Then I would still have this consolation, my joy in unrelenting pain, that I had not denied the words of the Holy One. What strength do I have that I should still hope? What prospects that I should be patient? Do I have the strength of stone? Is my flesh bronze? Do I have any power to help myself now that success has been driven from me? Anyone who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. But my brothers are as undependable as intermittent streams, as the streams that overflow when darkened by thawing ice and swollen with melting snow, but that stop flowing in the dry season and the heat vanish from their channels. Caravans turn aside from their routes. They go off into the wasteland and perish. The caravans of Tema look for water. The traveling merchants of Sheba look in hope. They are distressed because they had been confident. They arrive there only to be disappointed. Now you too have proved to be of no help. You see something dreadful and you're afraid. Have I ever said, give something on my behalf, pay a ransom for me from your wealth, deliver me from the hand of the enemy, rescue me from the clutches of the ruthless, teach me and I will be quiet, show me where I've been wrong, how painful are honest words, but what do your arguments prove? Do you mean to correct what I say and treat my desperate words as wind? You would even cast lots for the fatherless and barter away your friend. But now, be so kind just to look at me. Would I lie to your face? Relent. Do not be unjust. Reconsider, for my integrity is at stake. Is there any wickedness on my lips? Can my mouth not discern malice? And so Job responds, and essentially says his his troubles are without measure, that Eliphaz and the others are not uh, really comprehending what's going on. Job says, If only my anguish could be weighed and all of my misery be placed on the scales, it would surely outweigh the sands of the seas. And so this is um, 
obviously a poetic device, not a literal comparison. But what a mighty comparison to the difficulty he's dealing with, that his, his anguish, his pain, his sorrow would weigh more than the sand of the sea if they could both be put on a scale that would compare the two. And so he goes on to say, because of this pain, his words have been impetuous. In other words, he may have said some things that were overstated, but um, not lies, but um, uh, perhaps not with total wisdom. He goes on in verse 11, he laments that his situation is hopeless. He says, what strength do I have that I should still hope? What prospects that I should be patient? Do I have the strength of stone? Is my flesh bronze? Do I have any power to help myself? Now that success has been driven from me. And so he's, he's hopeless. Friends, I don't know about you, but if you've ever been hopeless, it's a terrible, terrible thing. Hopelessness and despair can drive people to say things and do things that they would never say and do otherwise. And so Job's situation seems totally hopeless to him. And he asked the question, should I still have any hope? And uh, the answer, of course, is, yeah, you can always hope, but there was no evidence that his hope would be correctly placed, that there was hope of relief to come. And so he, he continues in saying, essentially, that he had expected consolation from his friends, but all he got was condemnation. In verse 14, anyone who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. But my brothers are undependable. And then he compares them to streams that flow occasionally, and, and at times they're dried up. And so some of their words are encouraging, some of their words are dry and meaningless and, and painful. He says that the, the friends are looking at his situation and thinking that it would be horrible, essentially, if it happened to them. That they're um, uh, disgusted with what's going on with Job, and that they're afraid that it's, uh, it's so dreadful that they, um, they have to find a cause within Job that's not applicable to themselves. He says, now you two have proved to be of no help. You see something dreadful, and you're afraid. Then he says, teach me, and I'll be quiet. Show me where I've been wrong. In other words, you have no specifics for your opinions that I've done something wrong, and yet um, uh, you continue to argue that this is somehow my fault. And he says, what do your arguments prove? And um, as I've mentioned previously, um, some of their arguments are, are correct in some situations, but not in his situation, not in this particular situation. And then he says, essentially, that, that but they have no compassion and their, their friendship is not um, being displayed here, that they're, they're acting like he's a liar, which they are. Verse 26, he says, Do you mean to correct what I say and treat my desperate words as wind? You would even cast lots for the fatherless and barter away your friend. But now be so kind as to look at me. Would I lie to your face? In other words, he's saying, Consider what I'm saying here. Recognize the truth. Don't just assume I'm a liar. Please don't assume on top of everything else. Don't assume I'm a liar. He says, don't be unjust. Reconsider. Is there any wickedness on my lips? And so Job's pain of all the loss that he suffered is now being compounded in many different ways. One of the ways is his own friends think he's a liar. 
And so they're they're not taking his words as being factual. They think he's hiding the truth from them. And uh, at least Eliaphaz, the first one who spoke, this was his inference, and we'll hear from the others in due course. But Lord, may we consider more than what our eyes see. May we consider what your Holy Spirit says to us. God, um, in this life, we all have opinions. God, may our opinions be subordinate to the leading of your Holy Spirit. May our thoughts become your thoughts. Lord, you said you don't look at a man like another man looks at a man. Lord, that you look within. Help us, God, to see what's going on within. Not to look, essentially, on the outside and to sum up the situation with general principles. God, help us to be very sensitive when people are going through difficulty and not be disgusted with their situation and afraid that it'll happen to us. God, they had no specifics, and yet they were willing to accuse. May we not be that way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.